when the Flyers scored immensely, and then when the Coyotes scored, I'd give it a golf clap. Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Apologies for how wonky and delayed our schedule has been. You know, it's quarantine time. We're messing around with some things, but we are back. Welcome into episode number 239 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB with you and co-host on Voice Line, Underground Sports Philadelphia's own Jake Arietta lookalike, our hockey expert, Dylan Mazzola. With us, before we get started, got to give a shout out to our presenting local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall. They are reopened for contactless car shopping. We shared their videos on how they're dealing with everything on our Facebook page, so make sure you check that out. They're open. If you need a new car, you need your car worked on, Bob Novick has you covered. Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, the best damn accountant in the business. And, of course, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And then our awesome merch provider, DesignTree, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure our Spring 20 promo code is still running. So if you want to save some money on some kick-ass merch, go to our storefront. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia on their website. Use the promo code SPRING20 at checkout. Save yourself 20% off your entire order. And then, of course, our awesome friends at Tomahawk Shades. Our most recent partner, best in the business. Hey, Dylan, great glasses, hey. man. Great glasses. <laughs> Thanks, man. I also appreciate uh, you calling me Jake Arrieta's uh, doppelganger. I got my blue light plus glasses on every single show. I got sunglasses on the way, and you can get your own pair too. We got some of our listeners copping pairs of tomahawk shades. I saw a pair of the red, white, and blue splatter sunglasses that they released for Memorial Day. They looked absolutely incredible. They were awesome looking. And uh, you can get yours for a fraction of the price, Dylan, with our promo code USP at checkout. Tomahawk Shades is hooking you up right off the bat. Your entire order, 25% off with our promo code. You can't beat it. Look good, feel good, play good. Styling and profiling for a fraction of the price. Why would you spend $300 on a pair of sunglasses? When you get something for the same quality, if not better, for a fraction of the price, that's what Tomahawk Shades is doing. Use our promo code, help us pay some bills, promo code USP at checkout. Dylan, hockey, we talked about it on the last episode. I did a little rundown when we found out hockey had a plan with the 2014 proposed playoff. Hockey looks like it's going to be the first sport back because Gary Bettman at 4.30 today, as we're recording this on Tuesday, is going to be speaking to the media to pretty much announce the NHL's return to play plan, and everybody is kind of assuming that hockey is going to be the first of the big four pro sports back. I think it makes the most sense just due to the fact that hockey players, when they play, 
traditionally, besides the face, are fully covered. There's no skin contact. You know, they're wearing gloves, they're wearing jerseys, they're wearing uniforms, and you you can wear fish bowls. You know, the the full the full mask to prevent that as well. So I think from a pandemic uh, COVID nineteen standpoint, it makes sense. Um, also, it's it's a sport that I feel can utilize not having fans and still function and still be exciting because of the high octane nature of it. Um, I also feel like we were cheated out <laughs> with sports, so it's just good to have one sport back. Hopefully more to come. Uh, I know, like you were talking earlier before the pod, the NBA is deciding to do Disney potentially and other stuff. But yeah, it's amazing to have hockey back, and it's even more amazing to have 24 teams in the playoffs for the first time ever. Yeah, the NHLPR released like a 20-page like booklet about their uh, Phase 2 uh, which will begin in early June. Uh, yes. Phase one began when the league suspended games, but phase two is essentially players will be able to work out and skate at NHL practice facilities, which today we found out the Flyers are good to go because New Jersey allowed that to happen. So the Flyers and Sixers are good to go because both of their practice facilities are in New Jersey. Uh, as long as local regulations allow for it in groups of no more than six now, I think this mm-hmm. works well for hockey, especially because you can essentially, if you're a coach, tell your certain lines to go practice with each other yep. and have that chemistry get built back up. It's going to be interesting, though, because I did hear that coaches are not allowed in these practice sessions. Uh, yeah. So we'll see if that gets changed a little bit here in the near future. I think it will. As long, I, mean, I think I as think long it- as it's like your head coach in there and you have the ability to, you know, have like speakers or something in there, just put on a microphone and, and speak well, yeah, on a microphone gonna, behind was, the glass. Yeah, 100%. I was, I was going to say literally the same thing. Or also, I know, like, the Flyers practice facility, there is a room that overlooks mm-hmm. the ice. There's a famous picture of Dave uh, Haxtell and yes. Haxtell, like, laughing, standing up. So they can easily stand up there because they are well within range and just, like you said, talk into a microphone or just yell. We all know AV is loud enough. If he, he could yell mm-hmm. from there and they would hear him. So... I think they'll, they'll get tweaked, but I, I'm, I'm reading the phase two now, and there, there's definitely a lot of things that they want us to do or want the players to do, which which makes sense because mm-hmm. they're trying to maintain everyone's interest. I'm reading, you know, they have to wear footwear at all times. The players are encouraged to shower as often at home whenever possible. Players must leave workout clothing and equipment at the facility so the teams can handle the cleaning and laundry. So they're definitely doing their due diligence, like you said, since there's uh, you know 29 pages of uh, the PR thing. It's yeah, very, very exciting, though. You look at uh, this article coming from Boston.com. Uh, obviously, games are going to be without fans, and they're going to be in cities with enough hotel and ring space to host 8 to 12 teams. And Boston.com lists Las Vegas, Columbus, and Minneapolis as possibilities in the U.S. And I think the big thing is going to be I'm pretty sure we got some sort of news that Canadian teams are going to be able to travel to the U.S. in order to play uh, yes. and be in one of these hub cities. So that's big, especially looking at the proposed 2014 playoff. You've got a number of Canadian teams involved. Yes. So, I mean, if I'm the NHL and I want to put on a spectacle for this, because this, quite frankly, could be one of the greatest and most historic you know, playoff tournaments we ever see in sports because yeah. you're going to have play-in rounds. You're going to have uh, the top four seeds playing yes. against each other for seeding. Like, it's going to be a, a, a spectacle to watch. 
put it in Sin City. Go play in Vegas. Yeah, makes it's, sense. It's I a mean, it's a big spotlight. It's kind of right. I'm pretty sure Vegas is uh, Central Time, if I'm not mistaken, or their Mountain Time. I don't. Yeah, I, I, they're, they're 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 two or three hours behind us. So it's like still, right in the middle, nonetheless. Right in the middle, and I mean, it doesn't really matter with the games locally. Like you can have broadcast crews out there at four o'clock local time. It'd be seven mm-hmm. o'clock Eastern. You're in prime time, baby. No one's doing anything right now, anyway. <laughs> and I think this is huge for hockey because it's one. Of, it's the lone sport of the major three that doesn't have a major TV deal. Yes. As a league, you know, you have MLB Network, you have NHL Network, but like they're not broadcasting games left and right like MLB Network does for their night mm-hmm. games. You don't have the ESPN connection anymore. You don't have yeah. a TNT like <laughs> yeah. the NBA has, and you don't have. The, the plethora of TV deals the NFL has. Put it in a, a hub city like Las Vegas and put it on every freaking network possible. Yeah, I agree 140%. I think the nail on the coffin or the driving point, honestly, unrelated to hockey, well, I guess similar, both stick sports, it was the recent golf tournament, yes. how, well it did, how well it did. The fact that you said twice already that hockey is the first major sport coming back, that is... Not to be taken lightly, that it is huge so for the PR. So many eyes are going to be on the sport of hockey. Everyone's going to watch it. I can guarantee you, people who hate hockey will still watch it if they're a sports fan. Why? Because there's no other live sports, let alone you're, live playoffs. You're gonna going to get so on. many of the hashtag "Please like my sport" people that bash hockey watching yeah. hockey because it's the only live team sport on television. That's true. I mean. I'm not the biggest golf person, and I'll be honest. I watched the entire tournament the other day. I watched. And I loved every I've watched second of it. Both tournaments, and they were electric. Yeah, there you go. So it's just same thing. I'm sure people will fall in love with hockey after seeing the total chaos that's going to ensue from 24 teams trying to compete for Laura Stanley's Cup. Plus, you know, just on the golf topic too, the match two that happened this past weekend was the most watched golf event in cable TV history. Put that Dude, in perspective. You have you have how many times the Masters has happened? How many times the U.S. Open has happened? How many times Forever. all of these major tour stops for the PGA Tours happened? And this, obviously, with everything going on, but the most watched golf event in cable TV history. Put the NHL on cable TV and watch what the numbers are going to do as the first sport back. Because the roof. you and I both know this as as hockey fans, especially as Flyers fans, watching the playoffs and everything. The hockey playoffs are the best playoffs of the four major sports, in my opinion. They are. Seriously. Hands down. I mean, and this is only going to enhance it. It's true. I try I try not to be biased because I am a hockey guy, and you always call me the hockey guy. But seriously, watching, watching all the sports playoffs, all the major sports, hockey definitely – like even when the Flyers aren't in the playoffs, I still enjoy yeah. watching the empty playoffs in the NHL. That can't be said for the others, for me personally. No. So it's just it's because hockey it gives you this feeling that something crazy can happen because there have been teams that mm-hmm. have won. When they Look at the Flyers to. in 2010 when they went on their cup run. Yeah, exactly. Generally, in the other three sports, it's usually teams that are pretty good that end right. up winning it's, it's, or have a, have a shot. It's not scripted, but it almost is. Yes. Whereas I hockey, the, I think the closest you get is baseball because there's no clock in baseball, so literally anything can happen. 
Yeah, look at the St. Louis Blues. That wasn't scripted, mm-hmm. obviously. Look at the Kings when they started their little dynasty. They were the eighth seed. They were the worst team, and they won the Stanley Cup. The Flyers almost won the Stanley Cup as the eighth seed. So clearly, um, some crazy things happen in the NHL playoffs, and and, and we the love Capitals it. We actually won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, Las <laughs> Vegas went almost all the way their yeah. first inaugural season. So yeah, and I'm, I mean. And 24 teams now? Sign me up. Yeah, and you look at the teams that are going to be, and there's the play-in round that's going to be a best of five, which I think will be super electric because it's a condensed playoff round. Yeah, it's two games shorter. get guys back on their feet and everything, so you're probably going to see some sloppy hockey, but you could see some things that we've never seen before, too, just because of this layoff. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of (laughs) sloppiness as well, like you said, because everyone's going to be shaking off the rust, but I really feel like by game three or four in those series, it's going to look crisper, and they're going to see some crazy things, like you said. Uh, depending upon the teams, <clears throat> aggression, obviously, because certain teams don't like each other. They're, they also could be really offensive games because people aren't talking about the fact where being a goalie is very mental, and if if a goalie wasn't expecting to make playoffs and they were already checked out mentally, they might not be fully mentally prepared for the playoffs, which means we could see like a 10-12 hockey game. Which would be absurd yes it would be nuts but i'm also all here for oh that, i'm totally so. <laughs> here for it. and and you just look at the teams that are slated to be in this proposed 2014 playoff that was approved you've got teams like the maple leafs that have superstars in this league that don't necessarily get the spotlight in the u.s you've got teams like the hurricanes who i think are one of the more fun teams they like to have mm-hmm. fun and yeah. They're kind of, for our baseball listeners, they are the version of hashtag let the kids play because (laughs) they kind of break those hockey stereotypes and they go out there and they celebrate and they're in your face. I think a lot of people uh, that haven't watched hockey before are going to gravitate to the Hurricanes during this playoff time, especially since they'd be matched up against the New York team. And we all know, unless you live in New York, a lot of people hate the New York teams. (laughs) Which is funny uh, the fact of the matter, talking on the Hurricanes, they were one of the two teams because uh, each team to get into the uh, proposed playoffs, one representative from each team people voted, and o- almost every team voted yes for this, besides the Hurricanes and the Lightning. And the Lightning player was Alex Kilhorn, who was actually having a pretty crazy year, did not, and uh, Jordan Martinook from the Hurricanes, who also voted no. Which I'm still not sure how I feel about leaving one player to vote. I yeah. personally, uh, a couple of my other friends, we also decided that we would have liked um, a just a random every player voting, like you know, collective just, team vote. Coll- just yeah, like everyone, every every player, just send in a vote, and then it's, it probably still would have passed, obviously, mm-hmm. but just see the numbers that way because then it's random, it's unbiased, it's unanimous. But nonetheless, yes, the Hurricanes should be interesting, but. Bring on topic of them, they are playing the Rangers, who four owed them during the regular season. So, <laughs> and our South Jersey listeners, you're gonna get Johnny Hockey in the spotlight, where normally you don't get to see the Calgary Flames play unless they're playing on the East Coast. Yes, I'm curious to see how they're gonna televise all this when it happens. But being they're the only sport, I'm sure every television station's chomping at the bit mm-hmm. to get get some hockey on their on their uh, on their network. But yeah, you're right. We're going to see Johnny Hockey. We're going to see Carey Price back in the playoffs. We could see a potential Flyers-Penguins playoff. Which round. I think would be absolutely absurd for not only just the the dynamic of the playoffs, having that rivalry like right off the bat, 
the TV yes. ratings on NBC Sports Philadelphia for a Flyers Penguins round one are going to be astronomical. Yeah, they were they were amazing when they played so many years ago in 2012 when they had that crazy right. series. I, I remember they had one of the highest ratings for a playoff series then. So imagine now with the lockout and you or just not, not the lockout the coronavirus. You just look at the the history of Flyers Penguins in the playoffs. It seems like. It happens more often than not, and it's one of those things that's just added fuel to that rivalry. Yeah, because the Flyers had the best odds to win the Stanley Cup before everything went to shit. People forget that. Yep. <laughs> so that's why I, I actually saw somebody uh, tweet it today, some guy in Texas. I had to make sure it wasn't a Flyers homer. He said, hey, NHL fans, who do you think is going to win? Let's start a gif, you know, like a trend. And he put the Flyers, and there actually was a lot of people that put the Flyers as well. So it's it wasn't my point is it wasn't just Flyers fans seeing mm-hmm. how good they were; it was NHL fans seeing the improvement. So the COVID nineteen obviously put things in the back burner, rightfully so. But now that Gary Bettman's going to give us the okay in an hour, um, it should be exciting to see if the Flyers could win. Who would have thunk Gary Bettman would be the first one to, you know, say, "Hey, I'm going to take charge, and we're going to get this Dude, thing rocking and rolling." He won't get booed for the first time in his life. He he might have just changed the whole narrative on himself. Yeah, he might be a hero now. Some like when we have the alleged draft, and he's on the on the Zoom call with all the fans, like Roger Goodell was in his basement with his M and M's. Gary Bettman might get cheered. Yeah, those M and M's got messed up, but no, um, <laughs> he was eating. Them. <laughs> he was no, he down in those things. Also, a good point on, on the hockey subject. The drafts, it was supposed to be June 26 in Montreal, but obviously now that Montreal is in the playoffs, that kind of makes things a little more interesting because, um, well, because obviously the team's playing. Mm-hmm. Granted, like you were saying earlier, they want to have hubs for the teams and only have, a te- only have them play in like an East Coast and a West Coast or vice versa. But it should be interesting because a lot of people think they might push the draft back, which hasn't really happened ever or often in NHL history. Um, also, people think they might they want only have the draft before the playoffs, which also <laughs> doesn't <insane>. happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, congratulations, you got drafted by a team, whatever, and your team's playing for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, go watch them on TV, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy stuff. You know what would uh, be wild? Because we don't know how all of this is going to go down, obviously, until Gary Bettman speaks today. Uh, yes. It would be wild if we have the draft before the playoffs, and that like, or even like the draft during the playoffs. Like you have the playoffs, and then there's somehow an off day or something, and yeah, a guy is playing. Is like, all right, tomorrow, uh, just tune in on Zoom. We're gonna broadcast <laughs> the game for you. You're gonna you're gonna tap into the call. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, another thing I was wondering about, generally at the draft, Kyle, you can attest to this. You're a, a, you know, you've know, you been watching hockey drafts with me for a little bit now. A lot of players and picks are moved on draft day. Well, you can't yeah. trade a player who's going to be in the playoffs, I would assume. I'm not sure how they – you know what I mean? If the draft before the playoffs, I'm not sure. Like, let's say the Flyers – My guess – here trade Raffle in a draft. You can't mm-hmm. do that. You know what I mean? Here's, I, my I guess, here's my guess on how that would work. You would agree to the trade – in principle, so it's like, hey, here's this pick, and then we're trading it for, quote-unquote, kind of a baseball term, player to be named later. Gotcha. That would be my guess on how it would go down, and then once the playoffs are sorted out and those teams are either still playing or they're out, once that team is yes. out, it's like, oh, okay, now we can kind of name 
who the player is in the player to be named later. Yeah, I agree because it'd be unfair if you get trade for players before because then you you know you'd never been able to do that before in history. Because and I think that would so. mess up your team chemistry because yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, this guy knows he's traded. Why is he going to continue playing hard for that team? That's true. I'm just curious. Even with it's a good question. Players, even trading players, let, like I think they should push the draft honestly mm-hmm. back and just have it like in August or even September if they have to. It might mess some things up, but it makes more sense because. If they did it before or right after, I feel like it would be the not boring. Well, boring from the standpoint where there wouldn't be that many trades because I think teams would be afraid to trade mm-hmm. given what's happening. Look at look at the um, NFL draft. There wasn't really that many trades, especially in the first round. Typically, we see a few trade ups and everything, and there Some wasn't blockbuster that much. ones. Yeah, because everyone's you know everyone's kind of scared. The I think the drafting over the computers also made some older owners timid and gms mm-hmm. and stuff especially in hockey i think yeah no agree so that's what i'm saying that's why i think pushing a draft back for hockey would make sense and i think hockey and, and the nba since the toronto raptors are in the nba i think it's a little different from the nfl where there's canadian franchises so how is that going to kind of play into these guys getting in contact with their teams you know getting to facilities once they're open and everything like that well, there's also the issue, Kyle. Remember, free agency for NFL, NHL is usually July 1st. Mm-hmm. Same with the NBA. So, if the playoffs don't start till July, how is a player technically playing for free then? Because they're not signed. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if there's yeah, anything know, there's in the lot. CBA or you know if they if there's something that they can ratify in the CBA because of yeah. the pandemic and everything. Um, or maybe the player would keep like let's say let's say I was getting paid five million dollars to play for Team A and my contract ended, would I still get that money? Like I, you know what I mean, like per game in the playoffs. My you know guess I mean? is and they then, would still get paid, and then it's kind yeah. of just like a ratified like clause that they throw into yeah, yeah. this year's CBA because something unprecedented happened. Which is also another thing that people are confused about because that's t- typically you know. Myself included, as you know, I get very excited on July 1st for free agency. So I'm curious to see how that, you know, uh, affects things. And I'm sure they'll probably set a different date. Mm -hmm. They'll probably say whatever, August, whatever, and make a free agency. But it's a lot of things to think about, you know. I'm definitely excited for the playoffs, but there's some other factors, like we said, the draft and the free agency and trading that kind of makes you question how things are going to be done. But hopefully Gary and 55 minutes (laughs) for us. (laughs) Now, I think another interesting part about the playoffs is most of these teams now are going to be fully healthy if nobody got season-ending surgery, which means the yes. Flyers get JVR back and potential first-round matchup, Penguins might get Gunsel back. Yes, a, a bunch of teams get healthy. Um, to list off another good player to uh, Eric Carlson's back mm-hmm. for the Sharks. Miko Rantanen's back for the Avalanche. It's, it's going to be crazy. And that's big for the Avs because right now they're the two-seed. Yes, um, it's just crazy. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I just like the idea of having more teams involved. And Kyle and I joked about this, but generally the people who are sour about it are the people who didn't make the playoffs anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it took how long for them to implement a, a play-in with more teams and the Sabres still didn't make the playoffs? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but looking at the matchups, so we have for the East – uh, the, these are the playing rounds, so the mm-hmm. five-game series. We have the Maple Leafs versus the Blue Jackets, which 
it's kind of, like it's hard to sit here and say one team's going to win because there's no there's no advantage. Right. Every team's healthy, and every team hasn't played. Um, the next game is the Islanders versus the Panthers. The third game is the Hurricanes versus the Rangers, which I'm excited for. I think it's going to be electric. And then Kyle will probably bring this up in a second when I say it's matchup. The Penguins versus the Canadians. And it's a popular thing on Twitter to say what about this matchup, Kyle? <laughs> the Penguins-Canadians back and forth has been like the most talked about matchup of all these playing games. Yeah. I don't know, man. And the biggest thing is them talking about Carey Price in a shortened series, like, getting hot and shutting down the Penguins. Yeah, but the same could happen with Matt Murray or... Right. I'm blanking on their other other goalie's name, but yeah. It's like, it could happen for any team. So I, I just have to pause the hockey talk real quick. Dylan and I are both avid Funko Pop collectors, hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, I'm scrolling the Twitter machine right now, and uh, via Entertainment Earth, also not a sponsor, they have an exclusive... Funko Pop coming out, Dylan. It is the uh, the pointing Spider-Man meme. Oh, really? <laughs> That's incredible. I need to get that one. That's amazing. But back to the hockey talk. Uh, yeah, Canadians. It, I, I agree with you, though. Like the same thing could happen for Matt Murray, and the same thing could happen for the it Penguins. Could happen where for they, any of these? Yeah, it could happen for the Hurricanes. It could happen for the Rangers. It could happen to you know what I mean? Because the Rangers, their goalie, their young, their young goalie that was playing amazing got in mm-hmm. a car accident. Guess what? He's healthy now. So right. the, I, I'm not a Rangers fan, but I'm not going to be naive and say he could get hot and go all the way to Stanley Cup. And you know, what I mean, it, it's it, you know what playoffs weird, are won by a goalie. Weird matchup I'm looking forward to is Vancouver and Minnesota. Oh, for the West, dude, the West has crazy <laughs> matchups. the The Flames and the Jets is going to be electric. That's Canada is going to be going wild for that matchup. And, yeah, and, and I'm happy for Canadian fans because they, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're upset, rightfully so. Usually, Canadian teams don't make it far, and there's the past couple of seasons, only one or none have made and the playoffs. And we've got what six Canadian teams in? Uh, yes, we've got Toronto, <laughs> Montreal, uh, we've got Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Yeah. Quite was more than usual, and it's it's exciting because the West mm-hmm. Coast. I mean, like, you get to watch the Oilers play, finally. We could see McDavid in a playoff game. Shocker. Yeah, right? <laughs> Welcome to the um, Twilight Zone. Blackhawks are there. They shouldn't have been there, but, you know. You could see the Predators play versus the Coyotes. I think the that matchup's going to be a lot of fun, too. I think it's, it's going to be very fun. Um, it should be interesting. Um, I, I personally think the Coyotes will win, but that's just a discussion for another time. Um the Canucks and Wild, you, you alluded to, that's going to be exciting. And like I said a second ago, the Flames and the Jets, which is going to be probably crazy as well. And then I think the top four seeds in each conference are really freaking good teams. They are. I mean, watching and sadly watching them play against us, we know mm-hmm. the Bruins and the Lightning are very good. We know the Capitals are very good. They recently won the Cup. Um, and then the West Coast, the top four teams are really good as well. So the Blues, the Avalanche, the Knights, and the Stars. Um, it, it, it gets a little interesting, though, how uh, Kyle and I were saying before the pod, the top four teams are going to play for seeding. Yeah. So, in theory, it's kind of hard to sit here. Like, it, if it was set in stone, the entirety of it, I'm sure we both sit here and, like, give our, you know, like, way too early predictions mm-hmm. of who we win. But because those top four teams are going to play for seeding, it's kind of, you can't really sit there and say, you know what I mean, like, what the matchups are going to be. Now that but I'm I, thinking about it, too, 
real quick because those seeding games are going to be played, I think, during the play-in round. I'm now thinking, because at first I thought it might have just been one game, these these seeding games might be a five-game series too. I think they are. I was trying to figure out. There's a, there's a lot to this, people, so it's kind of hard to... That way, the the top four seeds are still playing the same amount of time as the play-in rounds. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm finding something. Yeah, you're right. So at least those teams are still going to be... Oh, here you go. It says... While those teams uh, play to extend their season, which is the wild card teams, mm-hmm. the top four seeds, while guaranteed spots in the next round, are expected to play three warm up games. Oh, okay. One against each of the top uh, seeds in their conference. Okay, I so, like that. So maybe, so maybe it's similar to like Olympic style, like where if you have the most like points, that. you win. So my my assumption would be it would just be the East teams play each other and the West teams play each other. Yeah, so it's gonna be like the Olympics. How like if I you're Team USA. That. Your team USA, and you win all your games. You advance to the next. You yeah, know, the, I so dig you would, and I think that's that's a big bonus for those teams because you're playing the best of the best right now in terms of seeding, and I think in terms of teams in the East, at least the Flyers are getting, you know, the best of the best. Yeah, and if you're those teams, like we we're talking about earlier before the pod, you either a improve your odds. For mm-hmm. example, obviously we're all Flyers fans on this on this show. Um, and they were the fourth seed if we, if it started you know naturally like it is. But if they win, they can be the first, second, or third, so it doesn't hurt them. And I mean, looking at the matchups, say the Flyers were to face any of these, you know, potential teams, are the Penguins, in your opinion, being our resident hockey guy and our yeah. resident Flyers guy, are the Penguins the best matchup for the Flyers out of all of the potential slots where <laughs> they could fall in? Well, realistically, I want the her- the Canadians thing to be true, and I'd rather play <laughs> the Canadians. <laughs> because I try to write off the Penguins every year, and they don't die. They're like the freaking Patriots. Yeah, they find a way to crawl back, given they have very good players. But mm-hmm. I-, I think from an excitement standpoint and just like a fan standpoint, I think it's the perfect matchup. Um, there's not many other teams I'd rather play just because – I personally think most of the teams that made it are not bad. Like the the only team I rather play than the Penguins are probably the Canadians because the Canadians should not be there. Like normally, you know what I mean? Given the mm-hmm. given the scenario, so like for example, I I would not want to play the Maple Leafs no. or the Hurricanes or the Islanders. The Flyers play kind of wonky against them. The Panthers kind of scare me too. Yeah. Goaltending is meh. Um. Maybe the Blue Jackets, so yeah. That was my other team would be if the Flyers ended up with the one seed, you'd be rooting for the Blue Jackets because the Flyers had some pretty good success against them, especially during that hot streak they had before the season paused. So to answer your question in a roundabout way, yeah, it's probably probably the Penguins are one of the better, well, definitely one of the better matchups. It's either them, the Canadians, which one of them will happen now for the fourth seed, Mm -hmm. or the Blue Jackets. The other couple teams kind of scare me. As, as, as Flyers fans, we know we always play really close games against the Hurricanes. That would scare the crap out of me for a <laughs> playoff from that would the be Rangers. A, that would be the ultimate, like, chirping matchup, though. Yes. You'd have the, the, the flamboyancy and fun of the, <laughs> of the Hurricanes going up against Kevin Hayes, TK, and the Flyers. <laughs> and Scott Lawton. And Scott Lawton. The, uh, he's a big chirper, too. He's a serial killer. That's so you got to be careful. <laughs> got to be careful. Got to watch out for that one. 
Hurricanes beware. <laughs> for everybody that down. doesn't know, Scott Lawton, if you look up his headshot, just looks like he would be in prison for being a serial killer. Yeah, he's a very serious man. <laughs> but Dylan and I are like, Dylan and I are two of the biggest Scott Lawton fans out there, so. No, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He does everything you want and more in a player. But still looking at the matchups, I generally think whoever wins the Penguins-Canadians game, I'd rather play them than most of the other teams in the, in the East. So, should be interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I, you know, I was looking at it the other night when I saw this graphic come out, and at first I was thinking maybe the Islanders would be my alternative. But now that you're bringing it up, it's like, you know, the Flyers were very up and down. But when they got hot, they were they were serving some justice to the Islanders. Yeah, and that's why I didn't say Rangers because for people who weren't paying close attention, the Rangers sucked for a little for, mm-hmm. for a decent a while. while. But they got really yes. hot. And Zabanjad and Panarin started scoring at ungodly paces. So I would not want to potentially risk that in the playoffs. Plus, like, they would have that chip on their shoulder playing against Kevin Hayes and, and AV yep. and everything. Like... So, well, so maybe the people are only talking about the Canadians because they're secretly Flyers fans and they want to play the Canadians in the playoffs, not the Penguins, which I'm okay with. Bring me Gary Price and Max Domi. But it seems like every hockey-related thing I see outside of like, oh, the return to play is like, oh, the Penguins were just there. The Penguins are either going to get upset by the Canadians or the Penguins are going to demolish the Canadians. And there's no other stories about any of these other matchups, and I find it absolutely hilarious. Yeah, but you could say that, okay, the Hurricanes are either going to demolish the Rangers or they're going to get demolished by the Rangers. You know what I mean? It's such a, yeah. it's such a I don't know. And obviously the, the articles and stuff that I see of Penguins are going to smash the Canadians are all from Pittsburgh news outlets. Everywhere yeah. else it's like, oh, the Canadians have the best chances of being the 112 seed to upset. And, and move on to the actual playoffs. It's going to be interesting. And I think it's just interesting that the, th- the top four teams play each other. Once. I like that a lot. I like it too because as a Flyers fan, there's nothing to lose. And exactly. I'm sure it's, a, it's the same thing for who's the, who's the fourth seed in the West. Yeah, so Dallas fans, same thing for you guys. For, for Not for hockey, not for, not for football. Get out of here if you're a Cowboys yes, fan. Yes, Graham. <laughs> but – both of our teams are playing for like nothing and everything, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. If anything, I'll probably watch those games like like half asleep. And and in, in, in these in the sense that if the Flyers get blown out, I don't care because it's not really hurting them. They're just getting practice in essentially. Now, when you look at the the play in rounds, obviously it doesn't include the Flyers. But when you look at the best of fives, what are your thoughts on a best of five round in hockey? And if we see success from it. Do you think it's something that could potentially carry over to maybe? Um, Obviously, owners aren't going to want to lose games in the first round of the playoffs, so you'd have to figure something out there. But like, if we see this work in a way, and obviously we're going to get the Seattle team where we'll have an even number of teams again in the NHL next year. Can't um, wait, Seattle cracking, cracking her bust, man, cracking <laughs> her bust, please. Could you see? We were talking about this, you know before we started recording, could we see a potential, like, in the NCAA tournament, a first four in where you get those on-the-bubble teams playing against each other in a, a play-in round and just add more games to the NHL playoffs? Yeah, I'm not opposed to potential changes. I think everything in life has to change as how things are. And being the fact that we have 31 teams, soon to be 32 I wouldn't be mad even if they bumped up to like eighteen to like a like a wild card game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as for the actual shortening of the series, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that because I, I do feel like a lot of series do usually go to at least five or six. Right. So if you shorten it, you won't have that opportunity. Um, so because you know, it, it, a series of seven gives a team all the time in the world or mm-hmm. all the chances in the world rather to come back if they're willing and can you know, all prevail. Twenty ten flyers. Yeah. Um, whereas a five game series, there's there's still room to come mm-hmm. back, but it's like if you're down two games, none, it's, you know, it might be over right. before it started. Whereas a seven game series, two none is like meh. So I'm not against it. I just maybe wouldn't want to have that as the format for every single series. Mm-hmm. I think the seven game series to me is something that makes hockey so exciting because these guys win the first round, they played seven games and they have to play another seven potentially and then play another seven. So they're tired, right. they're beat up and they're just playing for the Stanley cup, which is the most pleasing trophy in my opinion to look at <laughs> facts. Also, the fact that your name gets engraved in there is kind of cool, too, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> now, the real interesting thing, too, is because of everything going on in the world right now. Oh, touch the Stanley Cup, right? Is that what you How is say? the Stanley Cup presentation ceremony going to happen? I didn't think about that. They're oh, going to well, no, have to keep their gloves, gloves on. Still. Yeah, keep their gloves on, probably. Keep their, their hockey gloves on, I would assume. And don't kiss it. Yeah. No smooching Lord Stanley this year, boys. Yeah. Looking at you, Ovechkin, if you win again. You were sleeping with that. Cup. And the other real question is, wh- whatever team wins, how's you know traveling around with the Stanley Cup going to work? Well, you know how everybody gets a an opportunity yeah. to spend time with the cup. How is that going to go down? Well, to be fair, they could spray it with disinfectant or a Clorox wipe, something that wouldn't hurt the material on the cup. Just wipe it down, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, similar to how I wipe my groceries. <laughs> but I think I just think they'll have to do what what you know what we just said like wear gloves like when they win it you know on the ice wear mm-hmm. gloves no no bare exposure the guy who keeps the uh, cup I forget his name he always wears gloves anyway yeah. that's that's fine um, no kissing it or licking it or drinking out of it I know. no no cereal in the cup boys no cereal no ice cream no I, I believe someone's child got baptized in there none of that no. <laughs> No alcoholic beverages. Yes, um, just gotta just gotta look at it and hold it with gloves, exactly. or maybe on your day with the cup. I guess theoretically, if you sanitize it well enough, you could do whatever you want. So make sure you're only thing we're putting in the cup this year is hand sanitizer. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wash our hands in the cup. Nice thirty seconds, <laughs> and then clean it again after. Clean the That's a good whole question, thing. though. Scrub I did not think down. about that until right now. Until they broke yeah, as soon as, you, as soon as you said Stanley Cup, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because that's one of the biggest – also one of the reasons why I love hockey so much, and not from a flyer mm-hmm. standpoint, from the sport – sports, not sports um, – is the fact when you watch the team that wins, they get to hand the cup to player to player. It's a very cool tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kyle also said, I like the fact that it's tradition to spend a day with the cup as well. So, should be interesting. Hopefully, by then, though, current events are a little lighter. So, like like mm-hmm. I said, they can just wash it and sanitize it. It's going to be knows? interesting moving forward, too, just to see how that all plays out. Yeah, I agree. It's, I didn't, honestly, nothing about I it until you brought it it's up. It's like one of the most, like, magical traditions oh, in sports. How about the handshakes in, in, in hockey? You can't Ooh. do those, eh? 
after you lose. It's gonna be up through the air. You're gonna have to put a divider down. <laughs> is it gonna be no? Is it fist pumps? Just with the I don't even know if they're gonna be able to do that. Maybe elbows. Might just have to do air air fives. Or like a stick tap, like a stick. Stick like tap a... might work. Put the sticks <laughs> up. <and laughs> That's stick also taps. dangerous because certain players have a little bit of frustration, so somebody might get whacked. <laughs> Everybody sticks up high, up high stick taps. Scott Lawton might accidentally hit <laughs> Crosby in the face when they stick tap. <laughs> <laughs> they just go last. <laughs> wham! Right behind him, slaps him in the yeah. back. That's crazy. The more you think about it, there's a lot of things that, you, you mm-hmm. know, because of current events, you're like, whoa, how's that going to... And I'm sure Gary will address in the, about a half an hour, I'm sure he'll address hopefully most of that, but hopefully he's not, hopefully he's not Rick rolling us either and saying, yeah, we're not going to do it. I'll cry. Yeah, I have, I have a good feeling that Gary Bettman's about to be like, yeah, we're going full-blown return and uh, hockey's going to be on the on the national stage. And I can't wait. Because not only will I be watching it, the whole world will be watching it. Um, similar to the Tom Brady Peyton Manning golf tournament, they'll be betting mm-hmm. again on sports. It's how the lacrosse. It's how the lacrosse world feels about the PLL uh, Championship Series this summer. Yeah, no, it's because definitely, I, it's you know, obviously time. the playoffs are still going to be going on by then, but it's going to be the the lacrosse tournament's going to be in the the Olympic time slot. So it's like prime time, boom, in your face on NBC, like. That's how I think a lot of hockey fans are going to feel too, knowing that typically by the casual fan, they're regarded as the number four of the four major sports, and it's going yeah. to be the only one back as of right now, allegedly. Oh, hopefully, like I said, 30 <laughs> minutes, hopefully it's the real deal. Pull through, Gary, pull through. There's just not much on right now besides the occasional golf tournament, which which PGA is coming back. PGA's coming there's, back in there's, a week and a half, I think, June 11th. There's... There's NASCAR, Korean baseball, and, and and soccer. Don't sleep on the Korean baseball league. No, no. Or the, organization. The, the KBO. The reason I said I said the one first because I oh, like yeah. NASCAR. The KBO the, is electric. But the other two I support. So, But the point is there's not a stiff competition mm-hmm. right now, especially and they're looking very, from the those, American market. Those, uh, and something like NASCAR is very niche. Yes, exactly. And looking, looking from the American market, Korean baseball obviously is not in America, and the soccer is not happening in America either. Mm-hmm. So this would be the first major sport to be back. In first America. North American sport of yes. the major sports. So let's get the thing done, Gary, and let's do it in a safe and responsible way and get these exactly. teams back out on the ice. Uh, but I think that's all we got for you guys. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at UndergroundPHI. You can follow Dylan at Dylan Mazzola. You can follow me at KPIZZL311. And you can check out the pod on Instagram as well at Underground PHI. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know what you think about the 2014 playoff and hockey making its way back to the ice because we all need sports. And uh, it looks like the NHL is going to be on its way back. But five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And, Dylan, you know the phrase. It's hashtag wise guys never win. (laughs) And, of course, if you don't have an iPhone or iTunes on your computer or you don't use it at all, you can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. First episode of our new golf podcast is being recorded this week, so you're going to get some golf talk. Very excited for getting the hole to get up and off the ground as well. So make sure you check that out on Twitter as well, at Pod. And uh, 
everything else we got going on. A lot of fun stuff. We're still rocking and rolling over here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We appreciate your guys' support immensely. And uh, wouldn't be able to happen without our awesome sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novak Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Design Tree, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and use that promo code SPRING20 to save yourself 20% off at checkout. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, the best in the business, a quality product for an affordable price. Use our promo code USP at checkout. Help us pay some bills and save yourself 25% off your entire order. That's TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP. Any final thoughts for the people, Dylan? Um, Just uh, get prepared to buy hazmat suits when the Flyers win the Cup. I'll be there. Let's do that hockey. Let's just yeah. let's do that hockey, as Chance the Rapper once famously said. He did. I'm ready. <laughs> That's all we got. Stay safe. Don't be a buffoon. And keep listening to the pod. You guys are the best. This has been episode number 239 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Dylan, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace.